Would you please stand as you are able for the reading of today's scripture from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness shall be the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Well, we begin this Advent journey thinking about the light of hope and the power of hope in our lives. It's exciting to begin this journey. It's hard to imagine that I'm beginning it for the seventh time with you. I don't know where the time has gone. Each year we begin this journey toward Christmas taking time to look at in fresh and new ways the grand story of God's work in the world, which for us reaches its height in the birth of the baby Jesus. During this season of Advent, we join with the faithful and the not-so-faithful people of old who waited on God. During this season, we join with the faithful and not-so-faithful people of old who long to know that God sees them and hears them, that God knows them, and that God loves them. One of God's greatest gifts to us is the gift of hope. Alexander Pope, considered by many to be the greatest English poet of the 18th century, wrote these words, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed was the ninth beatitude. <laughs> Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. I know, right? How'd you like to get that in a Hallmark card, right? <laughs> it's hard to argue. The words are true. But who would want to live expecting nothing? Who would want to live a life 
devoid of hope. This is a season to ask ourselves, what is it that you hope for the most at this time in your life? It's a good question to ask ourselves as we begin the Advent journey. Because all across our, the years and chapters and seasons of our life, we know the power the light of hope can bring. I've shared with you over uh, the years different stories about how when I was growing up, I was, a, I was very small for my age, and I was obsessed with being big and tall and strong. And I uh, talked to my parents about it. I prayed about it. I made my parents take me to the preacher so he could pray that I'd grow. I was obsessed with being strong. And I thought that I had found hope for my dilemma. When in the back of my comic book, I saw an ad. And I cut out that ad and I put my, I think it was a dime in the envelope and put a stamp on it and mailed in to get the Charles Atlas Bodybuilding Program. Now, this ad, I'm telling you, you don't know what it did for me as a kid. It gave me hope. It's interesting, if you read about this today, this is still considered one of the most successful advertising campaigns in this country's history. And it all centers around this skinny guy whose ribs are showing, and he's at the beach with his girlfriend and some big guys kick sand in his face and embarrass him. And Charles Atlas goes and says, I can take care of that in just 15 minutes a day. Well, I tell you, in those six to eight weeks that I waited for that to come in the mail, I really did hope against hope that I would be delivered from my skinny self and find new life as a muscle man. Alas, that hope remained unfulfilled. The funniest thing about that is, I was in the eighth grade and I weighed 72 pounds. I'd have been happy to be the 97 pound weakling in that ad, right? I'm the guy who aspires to be the before picture, not the after picture. And in God's sense of humor, I've had the pleasure of spending the last 35 years of my life on a diet. So that's the way that works. <laughs> the hopes that we have for ourselves and for our lives change over time because of different experiences and because of different circumstances in our life. But through all of those changes, it's a powerful thing to be able to see the light of hope. Sometimes we have hopes not for ourselves, but we have hopes for other people. Someone we love is sick, we hope they get well. Someone we care about is struggling financially, we hope they can find a job. Someone dear to us is in bondage to addiction and we hope they can find their peace. Someone near to us feels lonely and we hope they can feel loved. Someone we know is lost and we hope they can find their way back 
home. So whether we're hoping for our own lives or we're hoping for the lives of others, we know the power that hope plays. Well, Isaiah gives us a vivid picture of a hope that transcends any hope we could have for ourselves and any hope we could even have for anyone else. Because Isaiah shares with us an image of a hope that is for all creation. Isaiah shares God's hope for all creation. American novelist Maxine Hong Kingston writes, In the time of destruction... Create something. In time of destruction, create something. That's what Isaiah is talking about in this passage of Scripture. In the destruction of the nation of Israel, the destruction of the tribe of Judah, God brings hope. This passage does not begin very grand and glorious, does it? The image is of a stump. A seemingly dead stump. Without any leaves to give a hope for a future. Without any green as a sign of life. But God brings hope. Not out of ease and comfort, but out of the destruction and desolation of the lives of those people. And that branch that will shoot forth from the stump of Jesse is a person. A person who will reinstate the lineage of King David. But a king that will be as no other king has ever been. A king that will be filled with the Spirit and filled with wisdom and understanding. A king that will rule with counsel and might. A king that will always walk in the way of God. Can you imagine what a light of hope that was to a people who were defeated and broken and exiled. That they would have a new king that would lead them in righteousness, that would stand for justice and equity, that would forsake the world's way for God's way. And then that text switches very quickly. And Isaiah begins to show us the far reach of that light of hope that will come through this one that rises from the stump of Jesse. It is a beautiful image, an image that we've come to call the peaceable kingdom. Edward Hicks is a great American artist, and that's my favorite picture of the peaceable kingdom, the greatest image of the peaceable kingdom. You have wolves and lambs and leopards and goats and calves and lions and children and snakes. All creation at peace. From the wildest beast to the small child, the most vulnerable of the human family. All safe and sound. What a beautiful hope. For creation. The light of hope for a day where there is no more violence and there's no more pain and there's no more destruction. 
the light of hope for a day where all the nations come to follow the way of God. I don't know about you, but some days it's hard to hold on to that hope, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to see the light of hope. When we read the news, when we see what's happening in the world, when we experience challenges and suffering and pain in our own lives. And we say, how in the world can we believe? How in the world can we hold on to that hope? And Isaiah, in one little phrase in that passage, makes it clear. The hope is that one day, as Isaiah writes, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. God is not finished yet. God's not finished with you. God's not finished with me. God's not finished with our church. God's not finished with this world. And one day, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. Isaiah wrote these words to a people who thought that all that was left of their once glorious and grand kingdom was a stump. But he shined the light of hope. They had been defeated and broken and exiled and the light of hope had been extinguished, but God speaks through Isaiah to kindle that flame once again. They had had a long history of bad kings. So the hope in that had been extinguished. But into this darkness, Isaiah shines the light of hope through this pure, unqualified good news. In these words, we catch a glimpse of God's will for all creation. In these words, we catch a glimpse of God's hope for you and me. The light of hope still shines. So on this first Sunday of Advent, may we each of us catch a glimpse of this light of hope. I believe God is still in the business of bringing light into the darkness, creating something new in the destruction of our life and in our world. I believe that God is still in the business of bringing the dead stumps that we experience into something new. So like Isaiah's people, even though we may find ourselves defeated and exiled in our own way, God is still at work, shining the light of hope into the dark. It's this season of the year that we remember and we hold on to in a new and fresh way the words from the Gospel of John's prologue. The light has shined into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Thanks be to God for the light of hope. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.